The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by ZipRecruiter. Forgetting to start the hottest quarterback in the league, Josh Allen, not smart. Using ZipRecruiter to find qualified candidates fast, that's smart. ZipRecruiter identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, then actively invites them to apply. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. you're in the 06010. Welcome into the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, where our goal for today is to just be as good as Philip Rivers. My name is Field Yates. To my left is Matthew Barry. Welcome back, sir. And Stefania Bell as here is here as always. Good morning to you. Good morning. Quite the game last night. We'll of course yeah. recap that thriller. The Chargers, who might finally be over the hump, who have exercised some of their demons, who have snapped the streak. For now, 11 and 3. We'll talk about that on Monday. A full slate of action today. We're going to preview every single game that takes place on go, Sunday. Go, Chargers, go! That works. Every single game takes place on Sunday. Every single game takes place on, every single no. game takes place on Monday and two on Saturday. Yeah, as well. I was just going to say, we got two Saturday games. We got, yeah. uh, we got two Saturday games. And, uh, by the way, I just want to take a moment, if I may, at the top of the show, okay. uh, a couple of quick things. What if Very, I said you couldn't? Huh? What if I said you couldn't? <laughs> I'm above the law. What are you talking about? Okay, crazy. Uh, first off, hey, if, uh, if you have a chance, I don't know if you guys brought this up on the show. A couple things very quickly, very top. Um, first off, so, uh, the, the Fantasy Sports Trade Association have their annual awards every single year. Last nice. year, uh, this podcast was named Best Podcast. Uh, Field, you won for Best Host. Uh, the, we, we ended up winning a, a bunch of awards. Always thrilled and, and, um, honored by our colleagues at the Fantasy Sports Trade Association. It's a cool award because it's, it's, ba- it's not like a public vote. It's basically, it's your colleagues, you know, and, um, but there is one public vote for the, uh, Fantasy Sports Trade Association awards this year. And this podcast has been nominated. Field, you've been nominated, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, uh, and that is the fantasy show on ESPN Plus has been nominated for, uh, best short form video. Okay. So if How do you, I vote? So it, here, there's a, there's a link. It's a very long link, but if you just go to my Twitter, at MatthewBerryTMR, I just tweeted out the, uh, I just tweeted out the link. It's like, um, it, it's a very, anyway, it's a very long link. I won't read it to you. Just, but just go to my, just go to my Twitter handle and you'll see it right there. Um, at MatthewBerryTMR. I will, I will pin it. Yeah. Um, Love Hate is currently pinned. But anyway, just if you can, or just scroll down in my, in my tweets a little bit and find it. If you could vote, if, if you like Daniel Dopp, if you like seeing Daniel Dopp win stuff, this is a chance for you. That's right. I got to tell you right now. Yes, if, sir. If we win this award, I, like I'm doing something special with my nipples, and you guys are gonna be <laughs> thrilled. Wow. Um. So something to look forward to for everyone out there. If you can get us over the. Uh, anyway, we'd appreciate a vote. So uh, uh just go uh, uh check that out. Um. And uh, the other thing is, uh, I want to uh I want to take a moment here and thank you, Field Yates. I have no idea what I did, but you're welcome. Well, I'll tell you what you did. You agreed with me that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Correct. It is, yeah. die, is it a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grinchy Daniel Dopp and big dum dum Stefania <laughs> Bell over here. Oh, that's crazy. They, they, I might uh, change my opinion after that kind of talk. Yeah, I'm just saying. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's so weird. The Stefania, the smartest person I know, just has this weird blind spot. So anyway, that's, uh, that's, uh, this week's love hate. 
Love Hate was a great read, as always, up on ESPN.com. And one more thing, of course. One more thing, of course, <laughs> which is... Uh, Secret Squirrel and myself and Thirsty Kyle and uh, Random Damien uh, and a bunch of others. The other night we saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which opens today. Yes, we did. Uh, it's fantastic. Phenomenal. It is. So friends of the podcast of uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did um, did all the Lego movies, did 22 Jump Street, did uh, Cloudy with a, a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, anyway, they're really talented and they're in our celebrity uh, fantasy football league as friends of the podcast. And uh, anyway, we, we were able to go see a screening of it thanks to them. And it's awesome. Like you see the review, like it's literally got a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes, and so it opens today. And so if you're looking for a movie, something to do with the kids, something that uh, appeals to all ages, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse can't recommend it highly enough. Time now for the football game. We begin on Saturday. That's right, Saturday football returns. No college football, at least major bowl games. So let's have the NFL slide a couple of games. Into that Saturday slate, we begin Houston Texans travel to New York to take on the Jets for the Texans. You are starting Lamar Miller and starting DeAndre Hopkins because he makes the ridiculous look easy. You might not be able to start Kiki Cutie even if you wanted to, which maybe you might not want to. But Stefania, that's because he's been banged up still. Yeah, it's the same thing with this hamstring injury that's been a problem three different times this season. And I thought maybe he had a chance to go this week. Um, he is listed as questionable, but you just wonder... If with them looking at the postseason, if they're going to hold off a little bit longer with him because this problem's been so recurrent. So if you were thinking about using him, here would be my advice. Probably. Don't. Make other plans. Wait for your Sunday, guys. Okay, make other but, plans. Not too many people are probably leaning on Kiki Cutie. That being no, said. but they're trying to. Just if you're trying case. to plug a hole for an injured guy, I would say I expect him back this year. But I, I you know, there again, this is where real football and fantasy football intersecting mm-hmm. uh, can present a problem for you. So what you're saying is when you say make other plans, you're saying find another receiver or running back at a flex spot, not like, hey, that brunch spot is closed. Go somewhere else. Hey, someone's not going to – that's what right, you mean when you plan. Right, 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 exactly. Right. So Matthew, you just, can still keep whatever whatever you know brunch plans you had. Right, brunch plans. I like um, – What do you like for brunch? What do I like for brunch? Um, I'm, I'm an omelet guy, you know, nice. omelet, but like for brunch, I'll go a little bit bigger, right? So I'll include some pancakes too. Brunch, oh. cause you have to, you have to take in two meals at once, right? I'm you a can't... French toast guy. French Love toast. Love me some French toast. Mm, pancakes. Yeah. Blueberry pancakes or chocolate chip and banana. I, I see. I so disagree with that. I, I don't think as much as I love fruit, it doesn't need to be in my pancakes. It doesn't need to be in my cake. I need my pancakes and my cakes without fruit. I never okay. understand like you get a, a beautiful cake and then there's strawberries stuck in the middle of it. And I eat strawberries every single morning. I love strawberries, but I'm just saying, like, I guess my, I am my anti-fruit in stuff. Well, my thing is this, is that pancakes, and we'll, we'll move back to football in a second, is that, like, pancakes are fine plain, but yeah. fruit does not take away from them. It actually enhances them, is what I would say. So, like, uh, it, you're crazy. It's, you have bad taste. Yeah, yeah. That breakfast. is super weird. What about Eggs Benedict? No one's an Eggs Benedict Ooh, I like Eggs guy? Benedict a lot. I'm yeah. okay with that. I want right no there. eggs in the my holiday sauce makes I want no eggs anywhere near me. Right. You can tell it's week 15 on Friday when we're talking about eggs Benedict mimosas. during the preview show. But Deshaun Watson. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Oh, yeah. Stefania, Stefania liquid brunch. More of an IPA. Glug, glug over there. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun right. Watson is a player that has not necessarily met expectations based off how well he played last year. He's in a great spot, though, this Sunday, Matthew. This Jets defense, not very good. No, honestly, they're brutal. You know, when, when you think about, uh, you know, sort of. Is you're hoping for a good matchup, right? And so the Jets, who you know are a 
bottom 10 pass defense over the last four weeks. And obviously they struggle in run defense as well. And so Watson, who over his last three games is averaging seven for 45 with his legs, right? And so since week eight, he's actually third in completion percentage. So Watson, who I don't see anyone on the Jets that's going to be able to keep up with uh DeAndre Hopkins here. Yes, I expect Deshaun Watson to have a big game here. I'm as a t- again, and remember, all of our ranks are assuming that you know taking the Thursday night players out, and so like I say, I have Deshaun Watson at five. Yeah. That's obviously because Mahomes and Rivers are, have been removed from the rankings, but whatever. Deshaun Watson, a top seven play this week for me. Uh, keep that in mind for the rest of our uh, as as we're going through these preview games going forward uh, for the Jets. Isaiah Crowell off to IR because of that foot injury, Stefania that. Uh, suffered a couple weeks ago, so no surprise. Yeah, there. well, he ended up playing in last week's game, and it, uh, you were just hope that you weren't starting him because that didn't last long. Obviously, yep. it was a bigger deal for him. Um, trying to play through it could not, and now, smartly, really done. I mean, but that's the Jets, by the way, right? And not to like, not to sort of dump on them, but in terms of like the luck of the Jets, if you're a Jets fan, if you're a long-suffering Jets fan, Isaiah Crowell, who when he was in Cleveland. Had never missed a game in his pro career, Field Yates. Yeah, never missed a game. Yep. Yeah, That's I right. mean, he yeah. had played all 16 games every single year of his career as a member of the Cleveland Browns, and then he leaves in the offseason, comes to the Jets, and what do you know? IR. Too bad a season that's gone by the wayside for the entire entire Jets offense and franchise, really. But Isaiah Crowell is backed up by Eli McGuire. Matthew, this might be a player that, you know, in a flex consideration, would at least be in the conversation on sun, on Saturday. Yeah, I guess so. Catch I, the ball well. Someone's got to carry the rock. Someone, I, I think, I think flex consideration is correct. I have him just outside my flex ranks here. I, I mean, the negatives are is that the matchup is brutal, right? The Texans' fifth best run defense over the last four weeks. They allow the second fewest yards per carry this season. Um, obviously, the Jets averaging the second fewest yards per carry before first contact this year. What you're hanging your hat on here is that the Texans get up big, and that McGuire, who is a nice pass catcher, becomes a big part of the passing game and you get some dump offs here. Um, it is worth noting, however, the Texans allow the six fewest yards per running back reception this year. They've, they've given up a, a decent amount of running back touchdown receptions. So they've given up, uh, you know, the top five in that category. So that's what you're hoping for is that maybe McGuire catches one into, uh, into the end zone. He is a risky flex play. Jets are underdogs by six and a half points. I got the Texans in this one for picks can pick them. Anybody disagree? Daniel, who you got? I'm taking the Texans. Come on. I do. Texans up. Savanya. Texans. All right, there we go. Clean sweep. The other game on Saturday is the Browns traveling to Broncos land in Denver. Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry are the starts for the Browns. Landry had a wonderful game last week. Chubb keeps finding the end zone. No real injuries here, but Matthew, Baker Mayfield, if you are in a week where you are planning on starting Carson Wentz or you were worried about... Um, your starter because of a matchup like Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. Baker Mayfield could be on the radar here as a starting quarterback. Uh, he has been really, really good of late. His accuracy continues to impress. Baker Mayfield's going to be a stud. Yeah, already is. And, and yep. I don't think people realize that the Broncos are the worst team in the NFL against the pass over the last four weeks. No team has been worse. Chris Harris obviously out of this game as well. So yeah. uh, a secondary that has struggled loses uh, a, a very key member of it. And so to your point about the completion percentage, right? I mean, he's completing 75% of his passes over the last four games. Uh, and completions obviously have value against the Broncos. Denver allowing the fourth most yards per completion this season. And so I agree with you. Baker Mayfield... 
by hook or by crook, is going to put up some fantasy points in this one. Yeah, I think so as well. The more interesting side of this game, I think, is what to do with the Broncos wide receiver. So we'll get to in just a moment. But you're starting Philip Lindsay. He has been rock solid for them. Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, and Tim Patrick. All those guys saw significant reps last week with Emmanuel Sanders out. Is Cortland Sutton banged up at all still, Stefania, from this week, or is he back and good to go? He is back and good to go. He did a little bit more practice on Thursday than he did on Wednesday. He's off the pregame injury report. The nice thing with the Saturday games is we have the designations, you know, the out, the questionable, the off the report. He is off the report. All right, so that's good news right there, obviously, for Cortland Sutton. But, Matthew, would you say that Cortland Sutton still needs to be the Broncos wide receiver most heavily played in, on Saturday? Like, is he the one that if you had your choice because – I think some people did maybe have their choice amongst non-Emmanuel Sanders wide receivers for the Broncos. Would he be the one that you have the most confidence in, despite the fact that the other two balled out last week? Yeah, but it's, when you say most confidence, I mean, it's like, I have this much more confidence. Gotcha. Just in terms of, he's been there longer. He's he's sort of a big play uh, big play guy. I think there's Hold a... I, uh-huh? Been there longer? Uh, I mean, sorry. Well, you, well, you played know, I mean, more. Like, played more. I mean, exactly. I mean, they're all rookies, but it's like he's more experienced. I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Fair, fair. Yeah. A more more experience. He's played more snaps. This, more snaps. Pro- coming into last week, he had been the only wide receiver going into the game last week that had over 100 yards receiving. Back and so, yep. so yes, more experience there for Cortland Sutton. Five or more targets in four of the last five. Um, you know, and so. The, the Browns, who are a little bit banged up in the secondary and give no up Denzel a deep ball. Ward, right, yeah. no Denzel Ward. And so, yeah, I think I prefer Cortland Sutton to Deshaun Hamilton going against a Browns team that allows the third third fewest completion percentage to the slot this season. So, you know, Hamilton saw one target inside the 30 last week. Now, it ended up being a touchdown, but I don't know how much you can count on that. When you sit there and you think about the size of Cortland Sutton, which one of these guys has a better chance of getting into the end zone? I think it's Cortland Sutton. Having said that, I have Sutton at 34. I have Deshaun Hamilton at 35. So who do I have more confidence in? I have more confidence in Cortland Sutton. But again, the confidence level between the two of them is that much. I, I, they're both wide receiver fours that are risky plays. I think you'd prefer not to play any Broncos wide receiver if you had to. But that being said, one of them could very well have a productive and useful fantasy day. The Browns are one and a half point underdogs in this game. Three and a half and, and, and I like Deshaun Hamilton. Remember, Deshaun Hamilton was my fantasy long shot last week oh, on I, Countdown. I know, and, I know. But, okay. you know. We understand what you're saying. Yeah. Broncos, three and a half point favorites here. I think the Browns find a way to cover. I agree with you. All right. Good call by you, Stefania. What do you think? I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. And Daniel, what do you wow, think? Wow. I think Baker Mayfield hooks them and crooks them all day long. I'm taking the Browns. Wow. Browns. Browns get three of the four Fine. votes right there. The yeah, Vikings are hosting the Confidence Dolphins. Confidence level not cool, Keith. You love your Browns. I love my Browns, but uh, I my confidence level. Yeah, I mean, I never had that. Broncos much are three and a half point favorites. I'm, I'm taking. Taking, I'm taking the Brown, the Browns with the points. Okay, there, there you go. go. I like there it. you go. Nice job, Keith. Vikings well hosting the Dolphins on Sunday. We're out of the Sunday slate for the Dolphins. There are no players that we consider must starts. There are no players dealing with major injuries. I guess the question for Miami will be this: King and Drake, obviously, because of that long play at the end of last week's <laughs> game, became fantasy relevant. But Matthew, like. So random Damien, who's actually, if you watch the fantasy show on ESPN Plus, he's the statapillar. Sure. So random Spoiler Damien. Spoiler alert. Jeez, Matthew, I thought it was a real statapillar. He plays the statapillar. No, we don't. On the show, Daniel, we reference Oh, it. yeah, like, that's right. We do do that. You're yes. right. You're right. My bad. I yes. forgot. I don't the watch The premise there, often. yes. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. Like, we acknowledge who plays the statapillar. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. I, I'm remembering now. 
<laughs> like the whole year has been, just been a haze on that show for me, Matthew. You know what I mean? Playing sick right now too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, part of the problem is he's constantly he's constantly taking his clothes off in the studio, and it's cold in there. It's drafty. That's pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Popped um, up on Sudafed. Yeah. So anyway, Damien, random Damien, who uh, who is the stata pillar on the fantasy show on ESPN Plus, mentioned in the pre-show meeting, Kenyon Drake, running back fourteen. On the season, and like, there's been like one week maybe where you felt good about playing Kenyon Drake, and there's been some brutal weeks with Kenyon Drake as well. But right, because of a couple big plays here or there, and just staying healthy, just just showing up. Yes, half of life is showing up. So Kenyon Drake has been the most fantasy relevant Dolphin this season. That being said, guys, like we're still not starting any Dolphin with any level of confidence. Drake is the highest ranked Dolphin in his respective position. He comes in at 28 for me, 31 for Matthew, 20 at Stefania. But all of us are sort of feeling like, hey, if you have to play him, go for it. But we'd rather not play Kenyon Drake because they're so inconsistent in terms of the usage. Frank Gore gets all the carries there. He he really does. I mean, you, you what you need for Kenyon Drake is you need him to score a touchdown, which, by the way, he's been doing. But some of them are on big plays and you want to say fluky plays. I mean, remember, Kenyon Drake, under 35 rushing yards in five straight games. He's 37th in carries this season, despite playing every single game. Right. I mean, like, he, he's 37th. Well, the Dolphins are in the NFL. Because you could have told me either one, I'd believe it. Right. And then you think about the Vikings, who are top 10 in terms of both running back rushing yards and running back yards per carry this season. It's a good run defense. Although it's shown some leaks. I mean, Seattle was able to run against them effectively. So it just it's a little bit of – and you know this. If you've had Drake your entire season – it's how lucky do you feel? How lucky do you feel? For the Vikings, you are starting Dalvin Cook. You are starting Stephon Diggs. You are starting Adam Thielen, despite relatively quiet nights last weekend. But Kirk Cousins is in a really good spot here, Matthew. He makes the love list for you. You think Kirk Cousins, who we know has been the source of frustration from many people that play fantasy of late, could have a massive day against the Dolphins. I like the fact that he's back at home. I like the fact that, you know, so anecdotal field, but... The fact that they fired John DeFilippo, 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 right? yeah, DeFilippo, yep. uh, as their offense coordinator, and we can argue as to whether that was legitimate or not. I know he's very highly thought of uh, around the NFL, so I'm not not taking shots anyway. But I don't believe they make that move without some level of buy-in from Kirk Cousins, right? I mean, I, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it's you know, I mean, yeah. they've got eighty four eighty four million dollars invested in Kirk Cousins. Like, if Kirk Cousins is like, no, this is my guy. I think it's hard to believe that that happens. I have no no knowledge of this. This is just me reading between the lines. All that said, as a result, I think maybe there's a, you know, there'll be a change in attitude or philosophy here. Um, uh, we have seen at least at various times in this year, whether it was, you know, Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland, uh, Byron Leftwich in Arizona, Joe Philbin in uh, Green Bay. There have been times when there's been a coordinator and or slash play, play caller change. That it has improved the offense, at least yeah. on some level. I think level. the one, the only one that really stands out to me is Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland. Yeah. But that's at least one example. It can happen. Yeah, I mean, listen, incremental improvements. I mean, listen, it's not that the Cardinals are are blowing up, but David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald are, are better, better than are they were yeah. better than they were uh, under yep. Mike McCoy. And in one game, Rodgers looked better. wasn't great, but Rodgers looked better against the Falcons last week. Under I have Joe some Philbin. hope for this too. I have some hope that they, so, they, they get back to what is needed and. Again, I tell people this all the time. If you had to do a draft right now of all 32 NFL rosters, the Vikings are probably one of the first six, seven, or eight. Sure. They are ridiculously talented. They just got to play better, and no better time to do so than right now because if they don't, they have a more than a threat of hope to make the playoffs. This is their opportunity to Kirk Cousins on the love list. 
Since week 10, Dolphins allowing a league-high 24.1 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, fifth most passing yards per game in that span. And the Dolphins field really struggled to create pressure. Now, no doubt the, the offensive line for Minnesota has struggled, but when Cousins has time, he's terrific. He's, you know, the numbers are very, very stark between when he's under pressure and when he's not, much more so than a lot of other quarterbacks who sometimes thrive in pressure or the difference is not Philip as... Rivers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so... Anyway, I think Cousins back at home. The projection was 18 points. I'm taking the over here. Give me some Kirk Cousins this week. He makes my love list, as you said. I have him as a top 10 play. I'll take the Vikings. How about you, Starfania? I'll take the Vikings. Six and a half point favorites. Daniel, how about you? At six and a half, I'm going to take the Vikings. If it was seven and a half, I would have taken the Dolphins. Okay, what about if it was six? No, nope, I would have taken the Vikings. What about five point three? So would have taken the Vikings. What about eight and a half? Matthew, I would have taken the no, Dolphins. Let's go through each one. I just want to know no, no, every yeah, single point spread where you would go. Yeah. I'm just what saying, a, if it was more than a touchdown, I would have taken the Dolphins. But because it's at six and a half, which yeah, is sure. technically less than a touchdown, yes, it is. I will take the Vikings. That is good to know. Thank you for you running welcome, us through buddy. all those machinations. No worries, man. I got you. Yeah, Vikings for me. Vikings for you as well. Goal. Okay. Question for you, Matthew. Yeah, answer have for you, you finished your holiday shopping for me specifically yet? I have not. I have. I mean, I've gotten a bunch of the presents, but I haven't finished them. Like you know, okay. there's a. It's a whole process, well, here's right? The good news because I mean, the, the I twelve days yeah, of field. You know what the process is? Hey Beth, can you go <laughs> shop for me for my gifts for all the people I work with? But pretty no, much, seriously, though, no worries if you have it because correct. you can get everything you need for you and your loved ones at Me Undies. Me Undies oh. is the covered, coveted micromodal fabric. Which are you saying you would like me to buy you underwear? Cotton, yes. Yeah, of course. That's what I took out of it. Of course. If you've never felt this fabric, get ready to experience pure bliss in underwear form. They release multiple fun prints each month. In matching socks and bralettes, stripes, solids, patterns, you name it. You can even get a matching pair with your partner. Seriously, these fun undies would be a great stocking stuffer. But why stop at undies? Me Undies has cozy lounge pants and onesies in that same super soft fabric. It's I just got to interrupt Christmas right here and tell you the onesies are beyond phenomenal. See, I'm with like, you, Stefania. Beyond phenomenal. Now, I'm not going to do what Daniel did and tell you whether, whether you wear underwear with them or not. But I'm just here to say that this is the softest onesie I've ever felt. It is And awesome. Stefania is a habitual onesie wearer, so that tells right. you a lot. I like MeUndies is a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you purchase MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. What? Yeah, free shipping. Today, Daniel, is December 14th. If you order by December 16th, you get free shipping in time for Christmas. You're That's getting incredible. ready for the games on Sunday. Order and if you're crunched for time, you can't go wrong with a MeUndies gift card. This is a no-brainer. Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable underwear you'll ever put on. To get your 15% off your first pair, plus free shipping and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, go to MeUndies.com slash FFF. That's MeUndies.com slash FFF. We roll along here with the Bucks and the Ravens. This game is being played in Baltimore for the Buccaneers. You're starting Mike Evans. I know it hasn't been perfect of late, but you're still starting him. Sean Jackson, though, banged up Stefania, which has some implications for other Bucks wide receivers. Yeah, he said this thumb issue that he can't get past. I mean, apparently not even enough strength to grip a football. So that's a far cry from being able to play, still not practicing. No do Deshaun you do that to be a wide receiver? Can't grip well, it, can't catch it. You know. That is if I got explain if I got to explain that to you, I'm then. just making notes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into what it means and let's start with these wide receivers here because Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin 
would be the other players up. Chris Godwin certainly plays much more when Deshaun Jackson is not on the field. We had an interesting conversation with Mike the other day that he actually feels like there's some confidence in these Bucks wide receivers. It's a bad matchup against Baltimore, Matthew, but Godwin, Humphreys, either one of them belong in a lineup in your opinion? It depends on sort of what else you have here. I mean, I have Humphreys as a top 30 play this week. The okay. positives here, look, you don't love the matchup in any way, shape, or form, right? There's there's no, there's no, nothing there, there, but it is worth noting, eight or more targets or touchdown in seven of the past eight games here. Humphreys has been, you know, nothing short of, of terrific. When you think about what the team has done since Deshaun Jackson's been out, starting in week 12, right? Humphreys leads the Buccaneers in receptions, in targets, in touchdowns, in fantasy points, in targets per route, in receptions per route. Like, if you're going to pick one, you're going to pick Adam Humphreys here outside of Mike Evans. Like, Chris Godwin obviously, you know, got 10 targets last week. So you got to sort of trust the volume here. Look, they're all sort of shaky plays on the road at Baltimore. My concern here, one of the reasons why Jameis Winston made the hate list is like he's been terrific since regaining the starting job. But if ever there was a game where you thought Winston might throw a couple of picks and get benched halfway through, sure, it's on the road at Baltimore. Yeah, I was going to say so. I mean, certainly the Ravens have been unbelievable this year defensively. They've yeah. been one of like the three really good defenses this year. We all have Jameis Winston outside of our top ten Accordingly, so you have some level of confidence in the wide receivers because volume could work, but Jameis Winston, you're afraid of the implosion, the potential three-interception game. Uh, that much we have seen from Jameis Winston in a couple of occasions this yeah. year. He's a, he's a, he's a volatile QB too. Could sure be, gr- could be great. You know, could easily be some junk time here given how bad the, uh, Buccaneers defense is. Although it's one of those things that like, you don't feel like the Ravens offense is an explosive offense. Like, you think they'll just sort of, like, you know, they run the ball, obviously, with Jackson. Like, you feel like they'll sort of beat down Tampa Bay. Right, that's the but goal. It's, right, yeah. but you don't you don't see them, you know, that they're suddenly up 28 nothing at at halftime. I, I, well, unless it's, like, three defensive scores, right. what I would yes. say. So, right, here's right. what I would also agree with is that, like, this Ravens defense offense is not explosive, but it is interesting for fantasy football. Stefania, Joe Flacco is now healthy enough to play, but he is not going to start. Right. I mean, he's full participant in practice. He is going to be the backup. It'll be Joe Flacco active as the backup to Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, logical. Yeah. I, and by the way, I mean, and and I couldn't believe, A, that people argued with me about this because I thought it was so obvious. I'm not sitting here pat, patting my, myself on the back for Can a call. For you? I, yeah. Could you do that? That'd be great. Yeah, I guess. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, hey now. Yeah. You know what? Lucky. I'm not now comfortable with you two. Uh, soft hands. Physical hey, look, contact yeah, on the show. Um, look. I said when Lamar Jackson took the job over, I said, I think Joe Flacco has played his last game for the Ravens. As a starter. Yeah. As a starter. I said, I mean, I said that. And so, barring injury or something weird here, I think that remains to be correct. Cause I was like, one of two things happens. They either start losing, in which case, see what you've got in the rookie, or they win. And then you're not going back to Joe Flacco, who lost three straight before getting injured. If Lamar Jackson, who has lost one game as a starter, and that was, you know, that tough loss to Kansas City last week where, he went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. And so, you know, he's an unconventional quarterback, obviously. He's unrefined, but they're winning with him. They're that winning said, with him. But we do not have him as a starter this week. We've seen that the upside is limited just because the passing is so inefficient from Lamar Jackson. Two touchdown passes last week on 24 attempts, but he had just two touchdown passes on his first 77 attempts. This offense has a much different shape to it with Lamar Jackson as opposed to with Joe Flacco under center. Is there any running back worth a look? Because for a while it was, hey, 
Gus Edwards is getting all the carries. Now he's not getting all of the carries because Kenneth Dixon's emerged, and Gus Edwards does not catch passes. As a result of that, he has fallen down to flex territory where it's if he falls in the end zone, it's worth it. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to justify starting him this week. That's correct. The, you know, I have him, I'm the highest among the three of us uh, on him. I have him at 24. And, you know, so he's a flex play. And he's a little touchdown dependent. But here's here's what you hang your hat on. And I agree with everything he said. We're seeing some Kenneth Dixon. We're seeing some Ty Montgomery. He is not involved in the passing game. I don't know that he needs to be against Tampa Bay, given how good their defense is. Look, at least 16 rushing attempts in four straight games for Gus Edwards. So there's a floor there in terms of his involvement field. And then you think about Tampa Bay, who is 24th against the run over the last four weeks. So they're a bottom eight run defense. Not surprising. And then if, if, this game plays out how we sort of expect, which is Baltimore's winning and winning fairly easily. Like, that's what they want to do. They want to beat them down. And so I don't think this is a game where they're suddenly playing catch up and they have to throw a lot. So I do think, I think he gets at least 16 rushes in this game. And you're telling me a running back's going to get 16 rushes against the Buccaneers? That's a worthy flex play to me. All right. So the Bucks are seven and a half point underdogs in this game. I think the Ravens win, but the Bucks cover. So I'll take the Bucks. How about you, Stefania? Buccaneers. Daniel? Ooh. Okay. Oh, the Ravens are giving up seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks here. If with seven and a half, if it was six and a half, I would have taken the Ravens. What but because it's more, nope. I still would have taken what the about Ravens. Point two. I would have taken the Bucks there. Right. Got so it. Okay. anything Matthew, more than a touchdown, take? I'm taking the Bucks. I actually agree. I mean, I was impressed with the Buccaneers last week. Twenty-eight fourteen against the Saints. I mean, like, stuff, it man. feels like they're they haven't given up just yet. Seven and a half feels like a lot. Too rich for, a, for your blood. A little too rich for my blood. I am taking the Buccaneers. Buck up! Kind of works. The Bears host the Packers on Sunday. This one's in Chicago. Remember, these teams met all the way back in week one. For the Bears, you're starting Devontae Adams. You're still starting Aaron Jones, but we're a little bit nervous. We have him inside. I mean, he's a, I have him inside my top ten, but I'm still like, I concede that the Bears are the real deal. If you can shut down Todd Gurley, anything is possible in terms of shutting down any running back. So there's a bit of trepidation there. But the real question mark here, the real player that you would consider benching from the Green Bay Packers that people are going to be agonizing over most over the next 48 or so hours is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what to do with Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Barry? Depends on who else you have, Field Yates. Okay. There's no one cookie-cutter answer here for fantasy analysis, but am I nervous about uh, Aaron Rodgers? Do I have him outside my top 10? Yes and yes. He, he made the hate list this week. Look, I get it. You you look, oh, well, the previous game against the Bears, he had a big fantasy day. Remember, that was the early game in the season. He leaves the game early, had an injury, wasn't doing anything, and then came back and on, like, one leg has, like, sort of this, you know, this miracle miracle finish here. The majority of, his, majority of his points in that game scored in the fourth quarter. This game, the game is in Chicago at Soldier Field. Bears allow the second fewest yards per pass attempt this season at home. They give an average of just 13 fantasy points a game to opposing quarterbacks when they are at home. And, you know, against the Falcons, like, it was a good fantasy day for Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But he had 44 rushing yards in that game. And I don't know that you can count on that every week field. He still doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers to me. He does not. He definitely does not look like Aaron Rodgers. It was a little bit better last week with Joe Philbin, but not dramatically better. Here's the issue. The Packers have owned the Bears. Of late, the yeah. last time the Bears beat the Packers was Thursday, November twenty sixth of two thousand and fifteen, and in that game, 
Jay Cutler outdueled Aaron Rodgers. Really, it was a defensive <laughs> struggle. So it's been Jay Cutler, baby. It's been three years since the Bears have beat the Packers, and yet I think the Bears have a mental edge over the Packers, despite their recent worries. I'm down on Aaron Rodgers this week. I think I need to adjust. I have him at ten, and that feels bad. I just this Bears defense, like we can. But here's a question dive into any stats we want, though. I've gotten a ton of questions about this. Okay. Um, and like there are people that like our friend EA Anthony texted me the other day. And so would you start Aaron Rodgers or like Josh Allen or, uh, Lamar Jackson? Cause those are the kind of questions people are saying, like, should I bench Aaron Rodgers for Josh Allen? So I would end up like where I draw the line of demarcation for Aaron Rodgers. And I would, benching by him, the way, I would not would be more like a player like Dak Prescott, like guys who have more two dimension utility in fantasy football. Like if you're starting Josh Allen, you are banking on 75 rushing yards and a correct. touchdown. That is Lamar correct. Jackson, same thing. Like Dak Prescott could throw for 300 yards. He threw for 455 yeah. last week. He could also rush for a touchdown and 40 yards against the Colts. So I am keeping Aaron Rodgers in my lineup if it's him versus Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. But like Dak Prescott, I think he's got a better shot at upside than Aaron Rodgers this week. I can give you any stat that you want about Aaron Rodgers and his brilliance and even the Bears, but like just watch the Bears. Just watch them and leave it there. As much as last week was a big game, this week is an equally massive game for the Bears. Yeah. I think that mental like, edge is huge this week for Chicago against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, and I, I agree with all that, by the way. I actually have Jackson. I have more confidence in Jackson than I do Allen. I agree. I think it's a be- better team and better matchup. Uh, and so uh, I don't have a problem with starting Jackson over Rodgers, but it is – it is there is risk there. Yep. Uh, you don't you don't like any of it. It also depends on sort of what you need. Like, did you have Damian Williams on Thursday? Like, are you down big? Do you need to swing for the fences, sure, or yeah. do you just need some uh, a floor? I will say, field as we turn to the Bears, I prefer Mitchell Trubisky in this game, it's which is crazy one. to think yeah, about. But I, I have Trubisky ranked higher than Rodgers. Well, if you had both quarterbacks on your team, and I get that one again. The same thing is that like Trubisky has two ways to get you fantasy points. He's obviously an awesome runner, and he's been. He was bad last week throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah. He was really bad last against the Rams. First and he's week got back. major strides he's got to make. But still, we've seen him have some fantasy games where his arm carried him this season. But for the Bears, the only player that I feel confident in starting, by the way, is Tariq Cohen. Everything sure. else is kind of like coin flippy or based off who you have. Trubisky, you just mentioned. Jordan Howard, who knows on him? Like, he's a touchdown dependent. He's Gus Edwards-like mm-hmm. with without being the starter, whereas Gus Edwards is a starter. And Allen Robinson is my highest ranked Bears wide receiver, but he's hurts to find. I mean, a little bit banged up. I yeah, say. I think it's just more a little bit banged up. But I mean, he didn't practice on Wednesday because of a hip issue. Matt Nagy said it was a uh, maintenance day. Okay. So back a little bit on Thursday. But uh, again, these guys coming off ACL, you got to protect them if they're even a little bit banged up. So limited practice, but I think he'll play. But just, you know, just, just to circle back here, um, in, in terms of two game, two teams with really good offenses, right? And yet the only people you feel super confident in this game is we talked about Cohen and then Devontae Adams on the other side. You don't get cute. I mean, we all have, uh, Aaron Jones ranked as a top 20 play. So you're, you know, you're most likely playing Aaron Jones, but we don't, again, we saw what they did with Todd Gurley. You don't feel great about Aaron Jones. Yep. And so the rest of them, like, I don't feel great about Jimmy Graham, you know, or any of these other, you know, check our ranks, but this is a game with two very good teams where you feel much better about the Bears defense than you do, um, uh, you know, anything else. So the honestly. Bears are five and a half point favorites in this game. I think the Bears win this one. Big night for the Bears, which I think would officially eliminate the Packers from the playoffs. Daniel, how about you? I am also taking the Bears. I just like the matchup in Soldier Field. Okay. Starfania? Bears. Okay. Matthew? 
five and a half. I'm going to say the Packers. Okay. I think the Packers cover. I think Aaron Rodgers keeps them close enough. There you go. We'll take a quick break and be right back after this. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. All right, now it's time for the ZipRecruiter's Smartest Fan of the Week. Hey, this is Josh Buck, the ZipRecruiter's Smartest Fan of the Week. My favorite member of the 06010 is Matthew Berry. And it's not because of his mediocre fantasy advice, but because he, too, is a champion of the truth. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and a fantastic one at that. Also, shouts to my fellow Colts fan, Tarika. Now back to the show. That guy is truly smartest fan of the week. That might be smartest fan of the year, that guy. That guy might be smartest fan of the century right there. That guy's a genius. He was like, he's like the anti Stefania. What, what can I say to get Matthew Barry to like me? Okay, I'll say this. <laughs> I don't believe it, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, uh, I you, look at the responses of my column. No, Everyone no. agrees. Whatever. What? What? I don't what need in my to. column did you disagree with Stefania? I'm sure you read it. What? You actually? I haven't. Yeah. Okay. So then fi- it's fine. What's your <laughs> What's your big one? Give me one big argument as to why Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Give me one. I, I, I'm not getting because into it was released it. No. in summer. Not That's what it is. Like yeah. Christmas you know movies come out during Christmas. I'm like just, you don't. No other traditional Christmas movie is released during the summer months. Miracle well, on Thirty Four. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street I'm was released sorry. May second. I got it. Okay, so we're talking about. I, and I understood I when you were in college and you went to go see Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. <laughs> Like that was a thing back in the day. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is the biggest <laughs> argument against. It like, finally I, just clicked with Stefania. She finally understood yeah, what I said there. Yeah, yeah, I got I it. I just pushed, pushed <laughs> yeah. past it. Yeah. And that's Look, why I laughed. But because that was funny. I just thanks. I'm so tired of that. I'm but tired I just, of this no the release the release date thing is just such a baloney argument because it's like in terms of again you know. Star Wars was released around Christmas. Pitch Perfect Three was released around Christmas last year. Yeah, Day and Christmas I love movies. all those movies. And at Christmas time, with all the family together, I would. So watch any movie those that movies. takes sure. place over Christmas time counts as a Christmas, Christmas movie, is what you're saying? Theme. Right. I it's think here's stuff. what I would say. I think the argument about whether Die Hard's Christmas movie or not is much less about the release date, much more about like, hey, typically the tenor of a Christmas movie is like uplifting and family affair and giving of gifts or telling of family tales and like. Not like, you know, a movie that involves blood and like some level of violence, you know, like whether, you know, like or anything That's other right. than like mushy. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this. Is Harry Potter, are all eight of the Harry Potter films Christmas movies because they do take place during the Christmas season? No, I don't think they are. But um, but the reason is, is because <laughs> they aren't. They're, they're not Christmas movies. They're wonderful movies. Like, I'm so done with this conversation. Yeah, well, because you have nothing to contribute to it. Come on. Okay, now. moving along here. Let's continue uh, with but our not, game because they, they don't have the themes uh, of. The, anyway, I'm, whatever. I'm getting, you're getting me all riled up. I, I just, I'm just pushing no, your buttons. Fanya needs a drink. Anyways, let's I'm move Mimosa. along here. Hey, Eagle five o'clock somewhere. No, in all seriousness, we should. We should just at this. You know, for the last week of the season, we should just Kathy Lee Hoda. And, <laughs> Yeah, just wine. Like, yeah, just whatever wines or whatever <laughs> it is, right, you know, like like field. You're not of age yet, but for me and Stefania and Daniel that you know can legally drink, like yeah, like whatever. Kathy Lee and Hoda are like the um, like the patron saints of uh, you know, like what's a? I'm trying to think of like a, you know somebody who broke barriers. You know the the, the Jackie Robinson, yeah, the, the Jackie Robinsons of drinking on television. Somebody who broke barriers, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, whatever. I'm just, I'm just, sorry, I'm, I'm like anyway, trying to think of like it's a great, hard. I was trying to think of a English good. Ex- I was trying hard. to think of a good example that wasn't offensive. Grammar you know what I mean? Like because it's it's a joke, and yeah. so anyway, no. So yeah. I see what you're saying. 
Anyway, I will I'm consider saying, it. Should Kathy Lee and Hoda it for like the last week and like, just like get I'm some, on board. Uh, get some, I'll bring the beers. Some, some, uh, yeah, <laughs> why don't Field you just... his craft beers to find you with his wine? Move my margaritas. No oh my deal. god, margaritas! Actually, that's pretty good. Actually, what's I, wrong I, with margaritas? I don't know. Like, come on! Like, you can't drink. Well, I, I'm more of a margarita, not an excess. Like, you have a margarita. Like, you could have like 12 beers in a day. No problem. I suck those down like you have no idea. Uh, I'm gonna bring in two gallons of We've eggnog, this, and you guys actually. can just drink that like milky consistency uh, eggnog okay. all morning. Moving long. along are you here, eggnog guy. Get no. me out of this no. conversation. Moving now. along here, Eagles go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Big game on Sunday night for the Eagles. You are starting Zach Ertz. Stefania, though, the big storyline here is Carson Wentz, who is actually traveling to Los Angeles. Yeah, they're calling him questionable for this game. Obviously, the back injury has been the subject of the news. Uh, the latest report that Carson Wentz has a stress injury, according to Doug Peterson. He has a fracture in his back. It was detected on CAT scan. Uh, there's been some reports about him having multiple imaging studies and no fracture showing up until yesterday. That's not uncommon, actually, with stress fractures. It can take time uh, and several different imaging sessions before you actually are able to visualize it. Uh, we ha- we don't have information on the specificity and the location of the stress fracture, so I'm not going to get into speculating. There are different possibilities when you have this type of injury. Typically, no surgery is involved, so that's good news. You're not talking about back surgery. Typically, rest and strengthening and stabilization exercises and all these things, but it takes multiple weeks, as it would for any fracture, to heal. Can he play with it? Again, this typically is symptom-dependent. How is somebody able to function? Obviously, he was having back spasms this week. That's what held him out of practice. Again, this is just a reminder. You hear about guys having back spasms. You say, well, oh, they've got a back spasm. A spasm is typically a response to something. It's your body trying to protect you from moving in a certain direction so that you don't create more pain. His obviously was related to the fracture. If you're having spasms, you can't participate. So, uh, again, this sounds to me like something that would not keep him off the field unless he is having symptoms that prevent him from being able to play. So I wouldn't necessarily say this is the end of his season because he has this injury. I don't think the Eagles are operating like that. Clearly, they're calling him questionable. I don't expect him to play this week, but I, until we know, see more, see how his symptoms behave, I would not write him off. So let's deal in the short term. Don't expect to see Carson Wentz on Sunday night. Matthew, obviously there are a lot of players of interest here. Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate have been unsteady for quite a while now. Can you trust any Eagles pass catcher not named Zach Ertz with Nick Foles in their center on Sunday? You can't. Trust is a very strong word. Yeah, I you know, I mean, I have them as shaky wide receiver threes. Remember, in the first two games of the season when Nick Foles played for Carson Wentz, no Alshon Jeffrey, no t- Golden Tate. So we have no, you know, real basis to, to, to bank anything on here. Right. We just we have no idea in terms of the connection. And so it it really is you can't start Carson Wentz. I I don't even think honestly I wouldn't want to start pick up Nick Foles and just be like, "Ah, whoever the yeah. e- whoever the Eagles name is to start, I'm going to roll, with, roll yeah. with that." I don't like I don't like them on the road at the Rams and the defense has seemed to take, you know, getting a keep to lead back. Now another week healthier like I think has really helped. Obviously, the front is playing really well, and so the back end playing well. That off, that Eagles offense looks broken to me. Field uh, inconsistent, and I don't think that Nick Foles under center changes that or helps that. Or even if it's a less than a hundred percent Carson Wentz, and it's, so it's a season probably gone awry for the Eagles. When you look back in the grand scheme of things, the offense never found its footing. We talked about this with Mike earlier on this week. Golden Tate ran ten pass routes. 
last Sunday against the Cowboys. Ten in a game that went for nearly five full quarters. Of course, they played in overtime, so you can't trust the volume there. Alshon found the end zone, so if you're playing any of them, you're playing Alshon, but just because he had one good week, who's to say he won't revert back to what he's been for the previous like five weeks? Look, there are numbers that suggest this is a good matchup for Golden Tate. Rams allow the fifth most slot yards per game, third most yards per slot per pass attempt. They've allowed 12 slot touchdowns this season. That's third most in the NFL. Like They've struggled in that area of the field, and so there's things that suggest that, hey, maybe Golden Tate could have a good game here, but for me, it feels more like that's where Zach Ertz takes advantage, right? And so, you know, anyway. I agree. Uh, Mike doesn't I mean, like, like anyway, doesn't love just, the matchup from a Nickel Roby Coleman standpoint. He's been a more effective player than those numbers might suggest. But yes. I think the point is this. We're not starting any eagle with confidence. I could not get a sneeze out for the life of me when Matthew was saying that. So I apologize in advance. If I sneeze that on that this was, mic. I couldn't figure out what was going on Everyone over there. Was like, you were like, like, I'm, like, laughing, I'm sitting I'm like, there like, what was wrong? Did I like, no, no, no. I'm did I screw like, up somehow? Like, I was I watching it and it was like, it was about to happen and everyone in the control room, like, we all stopped listening to you and we were like, is he going to sneeze? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then he didn't do it and it was really, uh, it was just a big letdown. Anyways, it did not happen. All right, we'll wait. We'll wait. No, no, Watch. let's keep moving here. For the Rams, Why you're starting. Drinks over here. Start. I'm liking this idea, know, by the way. You are loving that. Start a, all your Rams. We need to find a, uh, just, you know what you start calling me? Boozy Berry. Boozy Berry. There you go. Start your Rams. Jared Goff is in a great spot this weekend. Hard to be bitter when you're boozy. Know what I mean? Todd Gurley is going to bounce back, obviously. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, you like all of them. Matthew, though, Josh Reynolds is a player you're kind of interested in. Like, maybe one of those guys that, you know, it's the playoffs, so you don't get cute. But if you need to sneak somebody into your lineup in a flex spot, Josh Reynolds will be under consideration. I'm inside my top 30, 11 catches, 20 targets in his last three games, at least five targets in every game since Cooper Cup, my little Cooper Cup tore his ACL. Eagles have allowed over 60 fantasy points to opposing wide receivers in the last two road games. As bad as they've been defensively, they've been even worse when they're on the road since week four, Philadelphia allowing the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think after last week's disappointing loss to the Bears, the Rams come out firing on all cylinders, especially against an Eagles team that sort of, you know, um, limping they're into this. They they're are reeling. reeling they're sort they're of limping, limping into in. this game. And so, yeah, give me some Josh Reynolds again. You're telling me I get five, I get at least five targets against the Eagles with Jared Goff at home and a Sean McVay offense. And I'm sitting here s- sifting through some of these, yeah, like licking their wounds a little bit right now, too. They you know, some of these other guys track. in the, in the, you know, in the 20 to 30 range that where you're sort of like trying to squint and talk yourself into it. Yeah, give me some Josh Reynolds in this one. By the way, if people are gun shy about Jared Goff, I think Jared Goff has a monster game in this one as well. He's been better at home. He sure has been. Than he has been on the road this I year. I feel the same way. I think the Rams win this one. They're nine and a half point favorites, which is a big number. But I think the Rams cover. I think this could be one of those games that gets out, uh, out of hand early, to be honest. Ram up! Daniel. I'm taking the Rams. Anything over 10, I would have been, but like nine and a half and under, like the uh, touchdown and a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. What about 7.6? I still would have taken the Rams. There. What if it had been a pick em? I would have taken the Rams at okay, a pick em. So okay. who are you taking? What if the Eagles were getting points? I would take the... How many points would the Eagles need for the, the Eagles would them? need to have more than 10 points. Right, okay, got it. Yeah, look at you. I'm nice taking job. the Rams. Okay, let's move along here to the Raiders and the Bengals. This game, the battle of pride for the Raiders. You're starting one player. His name is Jared Cook. He's been very good. But Matthew... You said you can sort of squint your eyes and be talked into a player. Are you squinting your eyes and talking yourself into Doug Martin this week? Kind of am. Made okay. the Loveless this week. Made the others receiving votes. Yeah. I mean, so here's a guy that has scored a rushing touchdown in three straight games, uh, playing against a Bengals defense 
that allows the third most yards per carry before first contact. I mean, they're just not getting to the runner. In fact, they are the uh, 31st ranked run defense over the last four weeks. Only one team has been worse against the run than the Bengals last four weeks. And so when they have a, uh, you know, my expectation is this game, like Cincinnati doesn't really scare you, especially under with Jeff Driscoll. I think the Raiders are competitive in this game. Whether they win or lose, I mean, I think they're not going to get blown out which is one of the concerns with Doug Martin. So I think there's a heavy amount of workload here. Um, you know, the Bengals are bad in the red zone as well. They allow uh, a lot of red zone drives. So Doug Martin, who gets the ball when they get in close, I think he's got a very good shot at falling into the end zone in this one. I think he gets a decent workload in a great matchup. Yeah. Doug, Doug Martin, I think, is a viable low-end RB2, high-end flex, even in PPR this week, right. given the matchup. Not a ton to argue with there, other than the fact that it's just really hard to trust a Raider based off of the fact that they've played crummy for most of the year offensively. That they being have. said, Doug Martin is in a good spot this week for Oakland. I mean, for again, the- over the last three weeks, here's the here's the list of players that have a rushing touchdown in each of the last three weeks. Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm, that's good. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Nick Chubb. Doug Martin. Pretty good like, list. that's the list. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I mean, that, this is what drives me crazy about the Raiders, by the way, is that the Raiders make me defend and promote players that I can't stand. Like, I have, you know, I'm not a huge Jared Cook fan. Sure. Jared Cook's been nothing short of fantastic this year. Sure. Uh, I am, I am traditionally not a huge Doug Martin guy. Doug Martin has looked good when he's gotten an opportunity this year. The, the Raiders offense has been inconsistent. But I don't know that you can place a lot of blame on Doug Martin, especially given sort of the blocking and this. Anyway, yep. yes, I think Doug Martin's got a pretty good shot at getting in the end zone this week. I think he's, again, a viable, you know, high-end flex play, low-end RB2 this You're week. You're playing Joe Mixon for the Bengals. And Tyler Boyd, we continue to say it. No A.J. Green. He is the most targeted player for this Bengals offense. It's not close. John Ross has been productive in the touchdown department when A.J. Green has not played. That is the ultimate gamble, the roll of the dice. He is... Sort of like what I think I would have called Mike Williams going into last night's game if Keenan Allen had stayed healthy, right? If Keenan Allen's healthy, Mike Williams doesn't have three touchdowns, but that's not the this point. This is correct. Uh, John Ross is sort of like Dante Pettis, Mike Williams. Uh, those guys that could score a touchdown in any game, or they could also have, you know, two catches for 37 yards. Right. The Bengals. One of those catches was ridiculous, the Mike Williams one. Oh, he's a star. But, 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 be a star. but the run, come on. I mean, like it's. I mean, the nice. run was a, an amazing play, nice. but at some point, the Chiefs, you got like, come on, well, you def- just let like a six foot four guy, two twenty, like rumble for twenty yards. Defense is not their strength. When he uh, cut up field, he had a a, a burst of explosion. Oh, I yeah. did not expect out of a guy as big as he was. Oh, he's uh, he's, beast. I mean, he's friend unreal. Of the podcast, Mike friend of the podcast, Mike Williams. I mean, look, there's a reason. Like when the Chargers took him top five overall, seventh, yeah, well, seventh right. When they took him in the first and the first ten picks. No one was, was like, whoa, what are the Chargers doing there? I mean, he was a rock star in Clemson. I mean, so, I mean, everyone thought, like... Just he, go-to emoji right there, though. Yeah, I mean, anyway, so, but but still, you shouldn't let a guy that size run, okay, rush we'll, for 20 yards. Okay, we'll, dis- we'll discuss that more on Monday. The Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Give me the Bengals, I guess? I, I guess? Easy. No, that's an easy pick. Taking the Bengals. You, whenever it's a game like this, you got to just pick the team that has the best player. Joe Mixon's going to score. What is it? You said Keith four touchdowns and a two point conversion. <laughs> yeah, I think twenty six. Uh, just on just on touchdowns and two. Point take the Don't forget the Raiders are traveling on short week. Oh, oh that's the worst. <laughs> oh, here we go. Cardinals and uh, Matt. I, what do you got? Stevania and I haven't made our picks yet. Stevania, who are you taking in this one? Bengals. Let me just say this. Just because you know what happens when you guys count on the Bengals? What they bone you? Oh yeah, yeah they bone you. 
and say, you know what? Give me the Raiders. The Raiders! Matthews going with the Raiders. The Cardinals go to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Another one of those uh, teams traveling um, across the country and playing in an early kickoff. Let's begin, though, with the Cardinals. You're starting David Johnson. Hasn't been a great season. We understand that much. And with Larry Fitzgerald, again, you're chasing touchdowns. Yeah, he's you're tough. assuming yeah. David Johnson's going to be fine. Oh, that's Just, right. Uh, Is that like chasing rainbows? Banged up with a quad injury. Did practice Wednesday, limited Thursday. Matthew's talking right over me. I'm just talking to Daniel. Some, yeah. Sometimes Daniel and I have our own little podcast. Right. Yeah, There's a right. button that says like you can go back and forth. Right. It's amazing. I don't, you, 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 I don't like You've only been it. doing this for how long? 40 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for my playbook right there, Stefania. Well done. Uh, David Johnson, for those Stephania that may have been. I can't believe Stefania made an age joke. All right, go ahead. Come on. I did. No, Went there. Absolutely not. Stefania, could you repeat for me what you said about David Johnson? Well, I, feel, I did not hear I will. David Johnson has a quad injury, didn't practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. I am assuming that he will be better enough today <laughs> to give it a go, but we should double check. Keep an eye on David Johnson on Sunday for the Falcons. Julio Jones, the best wide receiver in the NFL, as Kyle so aptly noted it on the sheet, you're starting him. I, I've now, heard of some people say he's overrated. That's right. Well, let's go to the poll. We did have a poll about this. The poll came in. We ran it for two and a half days. Okay. Which of my two takes is the most outrageous? Shawshank Which Redemption is the most overrated movie of all time. Right. Or Julio Jones is the most overrated wide receiver in fantasy. The answer is like both equally outrageous takes. 3,594 votes. How many? 3,594, 54% said my Julio Jones take was the most outrageous, which means 46% of the people out there think that Julio Jones is, in fact, not an outrageous comment to say that he's the most overrated wide receiver in fantasy football. No, that's not the interpretation. That because is, they were both uh, ridiculous statements. That's what the Listen, stats no, no, say. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, statistically, not, they're saying no, that's not what he said. There's no sale. conclusion to draw there. They, they was, which one was more ridiculous? It's not It's not that they're it's not insane. ridiculous. It's the, it, it's the level of ridiculousness relative to the other option. Yes. So based on when you have a choice. No, 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 no. Another poll set it for thirty minutes or whatever, ten minutes. Like, is Daniel's take on Julio Jones crazy or legit? Just whatever. Da- Rest of the podcast, da- da- yeah, just whatever. Daniel's. We'll, we'll check in at the end of the podcast. Just whatever. Uh, is Daniel's crazy hot take on Julio uh, crazy uh, and hot? Daniel says Julio Jones is overrated. Is this insane? Legit? Something like that. Done and done. Let's talk about. Austin Hooper, Stefania, who He's has been banged there, up this right. week. Austin Hooper's banged up, Stefania. What do we know there? He is. Like two joints, not just one. Not practicing yet so far Wednesday or Thursday. The good news about the Falcons, very transparent that Dan Quinn, always on Friday we get good reports that let us know uh, what the chances are of their players playing and turns out to be accurate all the time. So uh, stay tuned for Friday practice reports, but keep your eye out. Austin Hooper's been you know, fairly productive now not practicing at all this week. Yeah, along those lines, Julio was sent home yesterday because he was sick, but Dan Quinn said we fully expect to have him on Sunday. For these uh, Falcons, though, Matt Ryan inside our top 10. Feel confident against for him. The numbers tell you that teams have struggled against, uh, the quarterbacks have struggled against the Cardinals this year, but most of that can be attributed to the fact that the Cardinals are getting beaten so bad that in the second half, quarterbacks are just run, you know, teams are just running it out. No team has been run on more than the Arizona Cardinals this year, over 31 attempts per game. Field. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I think, again, if you're sort of desperate, you're, you know, kind of sifting around for a flex running back, 
I think Ido Smith, who has out-touched Tevin Coleman the last two weeks in a really good matchup here, I think is a viable option. There is certainly risk involved here, but I am as a top 25 running back this week. The most compelling part of this game is the multiple board bets it involves for us going forward. Julio Jones needs eight touchdowns to win me a board bet. Tevin Coleman needs to continue to outscore Ido Smith by a certain number of points yep. for me to win that board bet. The Falcons are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Falcons win in cover. The Cardinals are difficult to watch, man. Who do you got? Um, I can't believe it's taking time. Falcons. Falcons. Falcon up. Rise up is what they say. Falcon up. Rise up. Daniel, who do you got? I'm taking the Falcons. Let's keep going here. The Patriots go to the Steelers, one of the most anticipated games of the weekend being played in Pittsburgh. Oh, hey, real quickly, before we move on, I just want to mention, (laughs) hey, one one last thing. Now, we talked about this. This is not my fault. This is Fields' fault because we talked about this in the pre-show meeting. I want to mention the Falcons' defense here, which is is a great seeming option. They're available in over about 53% of ESPN leagues. Cardinals have scored the fewest points in the NFL this season. We talk about how tough they are to watch. And the Falcons, a defense facing the Cardinals, have scored at least 11 fantasy points eight different times this season. If you look at the Falcons defensively, they've scored points. It hasn't been a ton. And I know we've, we talk a little bit about how, you know, the, de- the Falcons defense has been inconsistent, but at home against the Cardinals, I do think they are a viable streamer this week. I think uh, Mike Clay has them projected for nine points. This week, but uh, given the matchup and at home, and they're starting to be a little, they're playing a little bit better here. Yeah, the uh, I think the Falcons are a viable streaming defense. We'll this hear week. from Stefania before we get to the Patriots and the Steelers. Yes, you will. If you've been thinking about getting a Simply Safe home security system, but have been waiting for a holidays when all the tech deals come out, you've made a smart move because right now we can get you a great deal on Simply Safe for the holidays. It's an amazing deal. They rarely do anything like this, but they're doing it for our listeners because our listeners are the best listeners. Simply Safe is great protection for your home and family. They never make you sign a contract. There are no hidden fees. And with Simply Safe, around the clock professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. They're always getting great reviews. CNET, PC Mag, and Wirecutter all say Simply Safe is the best security system there is. So protect your home today and get a great deal on home security. Go to simplysafe.com slash football to get this special holiday offer and make sure you use that URL so they know that we sent you simplysafe.com slash football. One more time, simplysafe.com slash football. I love my Simply Safe. It was so easy to be able to set up. There was no like craziness. I'm worried you know, I have to have someone come in and install it. I could do it myself. And if I can do it with this beard, and flannel that I wear at home every day. I know, and shirtless. Yes. Imagine. And you guys can do it too. Okay. Good stuff there, Simply Safe. The Patriots go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. For the Patriots, you're going to start a lot of the usual suspects. Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk has had a particularly strong history against the Steelers. But it gets a little bit trickier at running back, Matthew. Let's start there because since Rex Burke had returned... It's been a little bit less of Sonny Michelle, a little bit less of James White, and for fantasy, just a handful of snaps here or there can make all the difference between players being in your lineup or out of the lineup. So let's start with Sonny Michelle. So look, if there's a positive here, had a 40 yard rush negated by that James Devlin, uh, hands to the, hands to the face, uh, penalty mm-hmm. last week, but he hasn't been great, right? Last two weeks, averaging 3.2 yards per carry, Steelers, you know, a really good defense here. They're, they're top 12 against the run over the last four weeks. Uh, they play better at home. And so, uh, Sony Michelle, who has no passing game involvement, who's getting vultured at the, at the goal line by James Devlin. I mean, that's a real thing. Like four, they four like touchdowns in the past six games. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a, so that's not like just, oh, it's the Patriots. Like, that's a real thing. They like James Devlin in that role. So you're looking at a guy that, you know, uh, doesn't have a great opportunity to score because he's not involved in the passing game. And when they get in close, he's getting pulled. And so then you think about, uh, James White here, right? And, um, James White going against a Steelers team that's, uh, that's pretty good, right? I mean, uh, they, what am I thinking here on James White? They oh, James White like the the Steelers I believe are a top five team in terms of fewest receptions allowed to opposing running backs. Thirsty Kyle, keep me honest on that stat. They're second best. They're second best. They're second best in terms of that. And so I just you know what I mean. Like I think this is a big Julian Edelman game. What are the Steelers? What are the Patriots do? They look where they can exploit. And when you think about the Steelers, where they're crazy, like hey, let's try to put our linebackers on the slot receivers. I mean, we saw what Jared Cook did, who I know is a tight end, but he lines up in the slot. Jared Cook did last week. We saw what Keenan Allen did two weeks ago. I think this is a big Julian Edelman game. I think you see some Gronk here as well. I don't know. I mean, I guess if I had to start one, maybe James White, but neither of these, both these guys are sort of low-end RB2s that you're hoping for because, again, you've got some Burkhead mixed in there. you got some James Devlin here and here, and it's not a great matchup. We talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier being a starting quarterback that you would consider sitting this week. Same thing I think is probably going to be asked about Tom Brady, but I like the spot that Brady is in. The Steelers have really struggled of late in the secondary. Whether the numbers bear it out or not, I know that's been a point of consternation amongst Steelers fans over the past month or so. Tom Brady coming off of his best game of the season. Patriots are fully healthy. They need to score to win in this game on Sunday. I've got Tom Brady as a top eight play, of course, factoring in the fact that both Phillip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes have been removed. So I'm in on Brady. You're a little bit less confident. I'm just slightly nervous. I mean, I have him at 11 right now. Um, one of one of the concerns here is that Steelers have allowed under 230 passing yards in six of their last eight games, and Brady's had basically one good game. You know what I mean? Fantasy-wise, he's had one good game. The, you know, the passing yards are going up here, but uh, you know he was good at Miami last week, but previous to that, he hasn't been great. If you're in the playoffs, it's, it's in spite of Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't lead you to the playoffs, and so um, I, I think he's fine, ultimately. Uh, I mean, to your point... Steelers allow the second most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks at home this season, yeah. right? I mean, so they sometimes get into shootouts. We, we expect Big Ben to have a big game here. So Brady may have to throw to keep up. I will say Julian Edelman, as we just sort of talked about here, we talked about the, like Edelman's on the love list here. You know, they allow, they allow 124 yards to the slot. You know, he's had over 17 fantasy points in five of the past six. I think Edelman has a big game. The usual suspects are started for the Steelers this week. Ben Roethlisberger is now practicing fully. Antonio Brown plus Juju Smith-Schuster. Stefania, two days and no James Conner yet. Yeah, I'm not totally surprised. I mean, I, I know there was a lot of optimism based on that. You know, not oh, from he, Stefania. He's feeling good um, and re- recovering well, and that's all good, but it's quite different to step on the field and play football. We'll see if he's able to go out there today. Uh, I still think that you're unlikely to see James Conner this week. I mean, this this is a high ankle sprain, and he is a franchise guy, and they're looking long-term. Again, these business decisions that go beyond Week 17. So uh, I, w- I would be surprised, but, you know, so the door's open until we hear the report from today. Okay. And I would like to say that when the injury initially happened and everyone else, no one was even talking about Jalen Samuels like the day after Stefania that Monday came in. It's just like, guys, I'm a little nervous. I mean, you've, you've been expressing caution and um, – uh, conservatives, uh, being conservative around James Conner when a lot of other people have been like, oh, he'll be back tomorrow. He'll be back very soon. And so, 
Uh, kudos to you, Stefania. Jalen Samuels is a top 15 play for us. The Steelers have lost three straight games. The Patriots are favored in Pittsburgh. Well, one and a half points. I think the Patriots go there and lay it on them. Patriots, my pick. Matthew, who you got? I'm taking the Steelers. Stefania? Ooh, that's a hard one for me. I am going to take the Steelers. Daniel, who do you got? I'm going to take the Patriots in this okay, one. Okay, Daniel, let's move along here to the Lions yeah, and the Yeah, you know what? I'm changing my mind to the States. Dang it. I'm going to change it to the Steelers. You can go ahead. I'm you going to pick the Steelers. Steelers. I'm just, at first I was like, well, but the Steelers are going to be so mad. And then I'm like, oh, after that loss to Miami. If the if the Patriots hadn't lost to Miami, I would take the Steelers here. But I, I'm with you. And what if the Patriots had lost to the Lions? Oh, yeah. Then, <laughs> then I think they would have What if just, the Patriots had lost to the Redskins? Oh, then I think they would have retired <laughs> what if from the football. Patriots had lost to the Rams? <laughs> they would have retired Yeah. The whole team. Right. Then I would have also taken the Patriots. Okay. There. All right. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Field. Yeah, yeah. Moving along here to the future Super Bowl preview, the Lions and the Buffaloes. <laughs> Stefania, oh. Buffalo Bills. Carry on, Johnson. Still not even practicing. <laughs> In what universe? Is that a Super Bowl preview? Uh, yeah. The carry on, Johnson has missed three straight games because of the sprained knee. Still not practicing. It's Detroit. They don't tell us anything. I would read the tea leaves here. If there's no practice, Carrion Johnson is not likely to play. Matthew, is there any line that you have any confidence in starting? Kenny Galladay included. No. No, okay. I mean, Kenny Galladay made the... Oh, hey, breaking news, by the way. Just got breaking news in the well, Fantasy yeah, Life app. ESPN Radio. Breaking news. We'll talk about it when the game is being previewed in about two minutes. Let's just wait until then. We'll make a lot more. Fine. Wow, yeah, way to make me press that button too early, yeah, Matthew. Yeah, right. Jeez. God forbid we have a misuse of that button on this show. Uh, all right, fine. No, there's no confidence. Kenny Galladay made my hate list this week. Last three weeks, he's catching just 50% of his targets. Receptions and yards have declined each game in that span. And now him and the Lions, obviously, they'll be in Buffalo. This game's on the road. In Buffalo in December, we expect Tredavious White to shadow Galladay here. Matthew Stafford has just, he's looked bad. I mean, you talk about broken offenses, and that is the Detroit Lions here. I mean, I have Galladay like as a wide receiver of three just because on volume alone, and if, you know, who's likely to get into the end zone, but you don't feel good about it. Uh, for the Bills, we know that LaShawn McCoy is hurts to find him. He's been practicing a little bit this week. Yeah, limited on Thursday, but still hamstring injury for a guy who's had a significant hamstring injury in his past. Uh, I, I think it's real iffy for LaShawn McCoy. We'll see if, if, remember, one of the things that concerned me is concerns a bit of a strong word, but when he was injured and he went out, it was pretty quick that they rolled him out for the remainder of the game. And so it, it, that just strikes me as the type of injury, especially when it's soft tissue that you'd be unlikely to see a guy fully recovered a week later. If he plays, it'd be a flex consideration. But, Matthew, is there any bill that you have any interest in starting this week in the playoffs? They have been so difficult to size up all year. Josh Allen's been obviously good of late, but the rushing is so difficult. Is there any bill you're interested in? Yeah, I mean, I think Josh Allen becomes interesting in a Q2B, two-quarterback league or a deeper league or if you, you know, um, like, for some reason, you had Wentz. Like yeah. I prefer Josh Allen to whoever the Eagles quarterback is this week, for example. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, look, Allen, uh, believe it or not, is third in terms of yards per completion over the past three weeks. We talk about the rushing, and you know about the rushing, right? But he's actually, you know, he's had some some nice moments here. Lions allow the fifth most yards per completion this season. So, you know, Josh Allen, who's going to need his legs, obviously, to have fantasy value here, but, you know, seems to continually get... uh 
get points one way or the other. Worth noting the Lions are 21st against the run over the last four weeks. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. As much as I don't like to do this, I'm taking the Bills. How about you, Matthew? I am taking the Bills. Stefania? Bills. Daniel? I'm going to take the Lions, and I would like to also agree with Matthew. Josh Allen will need his legs for fantasy value on Sunday. And if he doesn't, look for Stefania's injury blog on Saturday. Let's go to the Colts and the Cowboys. A really important game in Indianapolis for the Cowboys. You know what you're doing here. Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, you're starting them. Dak Prescott, though, Matthew, he would be an example of a quarterback that if you were thinking about benching Aaron Rodgers, for example, he would be a reasonable streaming option. Colts allow components to complete over 71% of their passes this year. That's the second highest rate in the NFL field. And since Dallas acquired Amari Cooper, no quarterback has had a higher completion rate than Dak Prescott. They have, uh, it's worth noting as well that since Amari Cooper's come over, he's a top five fantasy quarterback. And so in a game in which I expect Andrew Luck to have success here, he's going to have to throw to keep up with him. His rushing has been, uh, you know, uh, been a big part of it as well, right? So, um, I think he's got a rushing touchdown in three straight now from uh, something like that, right? Yeah, I'm getting a thumbs up. Yeah, that's off the top of my head. Yeah, so Dak Prescott, I have him as a top 10 play. All right. For the Colts, Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron are starts this week, but T.Y. Hilton, Stefania, we always say like, yeah, he never practiced, but he still plays, but. He's got a new injury this week. Yeah, you know, last week it was the shoulder. Remember, he was a game-time decision, banged up, and then he goes out and has this amazing game. But in the course of that, he had an ankle injury that's kept him out of practice all week, including today, not practicing on Friday. So, obviously, your radar goes up a little bit, but he is a gamer. And I would say if anybody has a chance to still play on Sunday despite not practicing all week— the team will give him a chance to see how his ankle responds and, and test it before the game on Sunday. I believe it is T.Y. Hilton. So, uh, I, yes, there's a little concern that he's not practiced all week, but I still think there's a shot for him to play. Let's monitor that one closely on Sunday morning. Marlon Mack makes the uh, hate list this week, Matthew. This Cowboys defense is the real deal against opposing running backs. Right, and the big thing about Marlon Mack, right, is he needs the big play. Right. Like, so I, uh, over 30% of his fantasy points in his career have come from big plays, and so what do the Cowboys do? They limit big plays. Understand this. Um, uh, they're top five in terms of fewest rushing plays of 10 yards and 20-plus yards allowed. They're the second-best defense against the run over the last four weeks, and so um, just to clean up that stat, actually it's uh, 18%. A little bit more than 18% of Marlon Mack's uh, fantasy points have come on big plays. So the point still remains is that that's what he needs here. Always a chance that he could fall into the end zone, but he's been inconsistent. That's the only way that you're getting fantasy points. He is big play dependent going up against a very good run defense that is very good at limiting big runs. So I'm taking the under on his projection of 12.3. What a massive game this is. An interconference matchup here between the the Cowboys and the Colts. Possible Super Bowl preview. I mean, it's technically possible. That's correct. I am taking the Colts who are two and a half point favorites. How about you? Colts up. Buck up, right? What do you got? (laughs) Colts up. Colts up. Okay. I'll take the Colts. Daniel. I am taking the Cowboys. Yeah, good for you. It would feel weird if all of us took the Colts. I would have changed my yeah. pick if everybody else took the Colts. The Cowboys are really good. Now, the Giants host the Tennessee Titans. I just Titans. hate them. The Giants host they Tennessee really Titans. Good, they are very good. Uh, in terms of the Titans, there's nobody that you feel confident starting. That's right. Derrick Henry, one of the biggest question marks of the week. Matthew, I mean, we don't have Derrick Henry. We have him as a top 30 play, but not a top 10 play after one of the best fantasy performances of the week. 
of, of the year. Of the of year. The week. He, one of the best fantasy performances of the year, one of the best fantasy performances in terms of the playoffs of all time. I actually think there's a chance, though, that he falls into the end zone. I mean, done it five out of his past seven games. Yeah. I mean, so you think about the, the Giants here who struggle against, uh, struggle against the run. And so given the fact that, uh, Tennessee should be up in this game or competitive, I think Derrick Henry certainly has earned more playing time after last week's performance. And so in a game where he maybe splits touches with Deion Lewis, in a game in which they're probably ahead, in a game in which the Titans, again, as you mentioned, touched down in five of the last seven, I think there's a decent chance Derrick Henry falls into the end zone in this one and, and scores. And so I have him as a uh, as a top 30 play, two point. I think he's a viable flex play, running back three, uh, the ninth most rushing touchdowns allowed this year with the Giants. And certainly then, you know, their their defense has gotten worse since Snacks Harrison went over to the Giants. Um, yeah. To the Lions. Cool. So, I'm sorry, yeah, from the Giants to the Lions. From sorry, the Giants to the Lions along with Daniel Dobb. Corey Davis, top 20 wide receiver play for us this week. The only Titan sort of pass catcher that you can really trust for them. Correct. For the Giants, Saquon Barkley is an obvious must start. Then breaking news that Matthew called for the drop forward some moment ago, Stefania, yep. was surrounding Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. already ruled out now for this week's game. Um I don't think this is a huge surprise if you look at just what's happened the last few days. Yeah. We actually talked about it yesterday on the show saying he was going for further evaluation. Um, if you were, if you, but if you follow Jordan Ranon, who covers the Giants for us, he's obviously been posting the updates and sort of contextualizing what's happened with Odell Beckham Jr. saying that he really didn't think the quad issue was a big thing. Then it started bothering him in practice on Friday. So he went to the Giants. Part of the reason for going for further evaluation is said it's just not right. He used a little more colorful language than that. But the point being, why would he go for further evaluation? Well, you're concerned if you do have a quad contusion of bruising, if there's blood in the area, there's a risk of either suffering further injury or or other complications, especially if you're trying to push through something like that. You run the risk of a bigger injury. And that's certainly legitimately not something you want to do with a key player like that. So uh, this is the smart move. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. not available this week. We'll stay tuned. We'll see what happens going forward. Sterling Shepard stands to benefit most. We saw him catch two passes last week, but one for a touchdown. Matthew, we think, I mean, there's not, but there can't possibly be another Giants wide receiver you prefer more, is there? No, I mean, that, that would be the guy you play, and it's certainly a good matchup here with Tennessee. All that said, um, you know, six straight games without more than four catches. For Sterling Shepard, I mean, get to your point, he got into the end zone last week, but low volume. If there's something you hang your hat on, it's the fact that it's a great matchup here. Sterling Shepard has had six or more targets in each of his past three games, and so volume should be there in a good matchup. You know, but it, I mean, he ain't great, and he's still got Eli Manning throwing him the ball. I suspect I'll he'll be inside my top 30, yeah. but not inside my top 20. Giants update my ranks. are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I still am taking the Giants. It feels weird to do so. Who do you got? Doesn't it? Oh, tighten up. Stefania? Giants. Daniel. Advantage. Absolutely, I'm taking the Giants. Again, when you have two teams like this, you take the team with the best player on the field. It's Saquon Barkley. He's going to score 70 touchdowns today. No, I mean no, Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday. Not a bad 70. line of thinking there okay. from Daniel. The Jaguars host the Redskins on Sunday. For the Redskins, you're starting nobody. You just aren't. 
Stefania, in terms of injuries, though, Jordan Reed probably won't play on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not thinking Jordan Reed's going to play. Look how much pain he was in after uh, the game or when he left last week with the foot injury. So no Jordan Reed. Sure. Week. I mean, I guess Vernon Davis could be started the tight end. He could certainly have a productive game, but you'd rather not start any Redskins player as much as that is the case. As much as I may hurt you to hear that being the case, Matthew, which is the truth. Same thing yeah. for, the, for the. I can't. I can't defend anything. I mean, yeah. it's it's been a it's, it's been an awful it's yeah. been an awful awful year. And I mean, eighteen players on IR, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Reed heads there next. We'll wait to see. Like, yep. I mean, Josh Johnson played well in soft coverage in a blowout I, on the road at Jacksonville, even away. a Jacksonville team that you know isn't what people expected. I mean, this is just a. Somebody will have a good fantasy day out of this game, but good luck predicting it. I It is a fantasy wasteland. Yeah, Leonard Fournette would be the obviously the Jaguars player you are starting this week. Yes, he was frustrating last week. Yes, he's missed time due to injury and suspension. But Jaguars running back, Leonard Fournette, the only player you can trust in this matchup. Jaguars 6.5-point favorites, Matthew. It's a 36-point over-under. I'm taking the Jags. How about you? Ugly game here. <sighs> Super ugly game. Yeah, I'll take the... Uh... Yeah, I'll take the Jaguars as well. Stefania? They've given up. I mean, it's so weird. It's two teams that have given up. Like, who wants yeah. it less? Um, I will say I, I could see D.D. Westbrook doing some damage here. Like, I, he's a wide receiver four for me, but one with upside. Probably more of a kind of a DFS tournament play here than anything. But, I mean, D.D. Westbrook. Uh, Someone's got to catch passes. Ten or more targets in three different games this season. He's scored in two of the last three. You know, they seem to, they like him a lot, and there seems to finding different creative ways to to get him the ball. You know, he, he plays some slot as well, which is Josh Norman won't go in there. Again, the Redskins defense is, is they've given up. Stefania, who do you got? Uh, Jags. Daniel. Taking the Jags. All the way around for the Jaguars. The Seahawks go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Second time in 14 days. We feel pretty good about Russell Wilson, despite the low level of efficiency, or at least in terms of volume, I should say. Chris Carson as well. Though, is he banged up a little bit, Stefania, or is he good? Chris Carson? Uh, I think Chris Carson's good. All right. Doug Baldwin's the more of the concern than Doug Baldwin, though, did practice, I believe, on Thursday. Yeah, a limited, a limited practice. This has been sort of touch and go with him with a groin injury, and then they're calling it a hip, but obviously sounds like a sort of similar thing that's been bothering him. The fact that he was considered day-to-day comes back to a limited practice on Thursday. I think if you see him out there again today, it's probably more likely that he will be able to play. Okay, keep that in mind there for Doug Baldwin. A good matchup, obviously, against the San Francisco 49ers. For the Niners, you're starting George Kittle. Matt Breida, Stefania, he could return on Sunday after missing last week's game. What do you think here? Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. You know, Breed is such a gamer. Like this is a kid who really wants to play. Okay. And even though he's been banged up, you saw him press through this ankle injury for like from week five all the way through last week being the first week that he sat out. But that rest did him some good. Back doing limited practice this week. I think, you know, in the background I expect that he'll be lobbying hard to be able to play because that's the way he is. Um, if he's able to go again in practice today, I think there's a good chance you see him. Okay. That's good news there. I will I say this though. They may, you know, being mindful of that, they know that they've been seeing some good things out of Jeff Wilson Jr., so it may be like they're not just going to completely turn it over to Matt Breida. So that kind of makes me think, Matthew, that if he's back and playing a good amount and Jeff Wilson is playing less than he has been over the past couple of weeks, can you start other one of them with confidence? No. Okay. Interesting. Not yeah. with confidence. I mean, like, I mean, I, I would obviously, if Breida's officially ruled out, you feel better about it. Sure. And I, I currently have him as running back 21. Look, if you're counting on anything, it's the volume, right? 47 touches over the past two weeks here. Um, the concern here is that the, the Seahawks get up big. 
Right. Now they're going to want to roll down the, you know, they're, they're not an offense that's built to sort of blow teams out. So, and, you know, they, they've run successfully. But even if, if, if Breed is active at all, like it just, you know, mitigates the value. It mitigates of the Jeff value. Wilson, so, certainly you'd like to see either one of them get 25 times, right. but that's not likely. A game that we think could be in Seattle's favor is they are favored by five and a half points. I will take the Seahawks here. How about yes. you, Maddie? Uh, I will take the Seahawks as well. Um, I currently have Jeff Wilson, just to clean this up, I currently have Jeff Wilson like just outside my top 20 as running back 21. So I have him as a, have him as a flex player, a low end RB2. By the way, Dirk Cutter officially that just got another alert on the Fantasy Life app. I'm telling you, the alerts absolutely crush it on it. Uh, Dirk Cutter announcing Deshaun Jackson officially out for Sunday's game as expected. All right. So for the Saints in the, um, oh, I'm sorry. Who do you got, Stefania? I am not taking the Seahawks. Good I for am. you. What? Why not? That's so Yolo. exciting. YOLO. I am Yolo. Take, I am taking the Seahawks. Taking the 49ers to find you? That's I am taking official. the 49ers. Saints and Carolina Panthers right here on ESPN. I think Nick Mullins getting his groove back. We'll bring it on home here. The Saints travel to Carolina. They meet twice in the final three weeks of the regular season. Here's where you're starting. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and Mike Thomas. All of them. You feel good about that. The one that you feel probably least confident in is Mark Ingram, but you still, he's a top 20 running back for us uh, just based off of the role in a great offense. Anything to add to New Orleans? Like you're playing your dudes, right? You are. You're a little nervous about Drew Brees just because he's been bad the last two weeks right? on yeah. the road. And yeah. this is, you know, in theory, it should be great on the road at Carolina Panthers. So, you know, really struggled in their secondary. And yet in previous, I mean, he should have been great last week at Tampa Bay. Right. Yeah. And he wasn't. He wasn't. So but. you're a little there's there's certainly a little nervous. I will tell you I'm in a playoff game uh where I have Drew Brees and I'm uh and I'm starting him. So uh so we'll see. So I'm you know I'm Shouldn't I'm rolling him out there, but I don't to say that I feel like hundred percent like I'm not nervous about it, I'm a little nervous about it. I don't love leaning on this kind of evidence, but I just can't imagine the Saints laying an egg three straight weeks in relative terms on offense. That would be my sort of confidence yep. level in this team. For the Panthers, you're starting Cam Newton. Christian McCaffrey, are you playing any wide receiver, Matthew? If so, whom? DJ Moore. Yeah. I mean, you know, so four straight games with eight or more targets, averaging 15 yards uh, per catch in those games. And so, you know, against the Saints that have, you know, struggled uh, in terms of in terms of their secondary, right? The uh, They give up, uh, you know, they're like middle of the pack in terms of over the last four weeks in terms of what they do to opposing wide receivers, right? They're they're 15th against the pass over the last four weeks as well. And so DJ Moore, who, you know, in a game, if, if, if we expect the Saints to come in there and not lay an egg three straight games, we expect the Saints to put up points, they're going to have to throw. And then Cam Newton, we've talked about this. He's not healthy. So they're, they're, it's a lot more underneath stuff. And so when you're doing the underneath stuff, like DJ Moore is a perfect kind of wide receiver to try to, you know, scheme him into space and, and take advantage of that ability after contact or after the catch, I should say. Same with him and Curtis Samuel. So yeah, I think both exciting guys. Young wide receivers for Carolina. We'd like to see them stay competitive on Monday night because they still have a legitimate shot at the second wild card in the NFC playoff. No one picture. wants in the NFC. Like everyone's just like, no, 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 no you take it. it. No, 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 you, you take I mean, potato like, for it that is, second wild card like, spot. It's, Unbelievable. Last thing I'll mention in this game here, just as we talk about tight ends, you know, and everyone's sort of searching around Ian Thomas, who's caught 14 balls on 16 targets the last two weeks, you know, I like him as well. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so Saints allowing a tight end touchdown on over 10% of the targets, eighth highest rate in the NFL over the last four weeks. And so, 
Ian Thomas, I think, is a viable streamer. We all have him as a low-end tight end one. No doubt about that. The Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I'll still take the Saints. Who dat? Stevanya? Actually, well, let me think about this. I know. I saw, it's a lot of... Six and but, a half. But... Yeah, you watched I'm Cam taking Newton the Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers. I mean, come on. I'm taking the Panthers. No. Yeah. Who do yeah. you got, Daniel? I'm taking the Saints. I'm pounding. Okay. I'm going to keep pounding. Keep pounding. I'm going to take the Panther Saints. Panther up. Take the Saints. We got three for the Saints, one for the Carolina the Panthers. Panthers. A reminder on Sunday, fantasy football now, 10 a.m. to 1 Eastern time on ESPN2. In the meantime, Stefania's injury blog will be up on Saturday afternoon. The fantasy show on ESPN Plus starring Matthew Berry with some guy who never wears a shirt and has a beard. His name is Daniel Dopp. Actually correct. Matthew Barry, TMR, and all forms of social media, except for the Fantasy Life app. He's just at Matthew Barry. She is Stefania underscore ESPN on Twitter, Stefania B87 on Instagram. I'm at Field Yates. We'll talk to you on Sunday if you're watching TV. We'll talk to you on Monday here for the podcast. Peace out! You're in the 06010. Never gonna hustle in case you didn't know. Matthew Barry, TMR. Go ahead, give me grief for being on Sports Center for 45 seconds. I think you could do better than me because I don't think you could. Jail Bayfield Yates. You're, 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 you're terrible at hashtag improv. At, 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 at Field Yates. At Field Yates. Stefania Bell. Oh, don't let Barry convert you. Secret Squirrel Daniel Dunn. Make, 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 make it happen. Mediocre fantasy advice. Geico has the insurance industry leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, you guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. I, uh, listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. <laughs> Geico, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app.